I hope I don't have to kick anyone out. <laughs> I've got two Red Hot Chili Pepper songs this time. So. <laughs> hey, Jose. Okay. Jose. Oh, he already left. He's sick of us. He's already oh, tired well. of us. Oh, <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. Hey, Hello. Welcome. Welcome. So Lindsay's going to play an intro, and then we'll introduce you. Much about... Oh, I'm a Jose fan. Yes, I'm a Jose fan. Oh, I'm a Kevin and Bean Rewind YouTube Jose fan. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Ah. All right, uh, Jose. Welcome to the Kevin and Bean hey. Show. You ready? Slow-mo announcer, man. I believe we've got it taken care of. Hello, my name is Jose Calderon. Isn't that the president's name? Calderon? Hmm. Now I know a guy. His name is Jose, and I used to work with him. Hey, Jose. Thank you, Jose, for sharing that with us. That's funny. Um, hi, Kevin. Um, uh, hi, my name is... <laughs> do it. What did you do? Our feature presentation. <laughs> That's it. Wow. wow. I'm impressed. So how the hell do you guys pull all those clips? I mean, uh, I mean, I, I consider myself to be somewhat of an avid listener, but like, if you were to say, hey, go find every clip with the word Lindsay in it. No, there's just no way. I mean, there's just too many hours. I mean, that's amazing. Well, thank here, you. Uh, thank you. And this is this was a little bit of a journey because we wanted to. I wanted to put something together for you specifically, and then that's why I asked you. You know, like, do you have any favorite bits? And what you said to me was, "Oh, I really love all the intros." And so I was like, "Okay, game on." So I knew that there was a oh. slow mo weenie person that said Jose, and I knew that. Um, I I don't know why I thought of the gummy bear song and putting your name in that um but the other thing was that I didn't remember what that backing track was like that so there was like an hour or two where I'm just shazamming all of these intros where is that from then where is that from it is apparently some type of I'm gonna butcher this terribly it's a jazz song and it's like seven minutes long and it's sped up so the version that plays like do 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 a couple of obits. This one okay. is, uh, no one's going to care about this, but it does have a very interesting connection to the Kevin and Bean show that many of our teabaggers enjoyed for many, many years. His name is Joey DeFrancesco, and he is next to Jimmy Smith, who is the all-time legend on the B3 Hammond organ. And who doesn't love the sound of a Hammond B3, right? That's the greatest sound in jazz, right? Jimmy Smith was the, the OG hero in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. But then along came young Joey DeFrancesco, who took the sound of Jimmy Smith and expanded it even further and just blew people's minds with what he could do on a Hammond organ. Mm -hmm. The reason I bring him up is because his musical selection was what the beginning of every single Kevin and Bean show for nearly 30 years (gasps) began. No. If you remember the one, two, three, bad boy, four, five, six, B-I-G, ah, remember that? And then the music would kick in and then you'd hear all the sound bites. The music was this. Remember this? Yes. We heard it. Decade after decade after decade on the Kevin Amin show. Well, the man playing the keys on this is Joey DeFrancesco, and he has passed away at his home in Phoenix. No further information given about his cause of death, Allie, but he was 51. Ooh. 51. Not a fan. Don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like I said, this is the type of thing that only Kevin Stockdale from the Kevin and Bean Archive would care about because it's so tangentially related to the Kevin and Bean show. But this guy who created this song has passed away. So R.I.P. Joey DeFrancesco. Only Kevin Stockdale would care about that bean. And me. (laughs) Kevin Stockdale. Not the podcast basically devoted to you that... (laughs) has been looking for that song for years, realizing today that it's actually a sped-up version of a song, so I still have to go back and figure out which song it is. Only Kevin Stockdale, huh, Bean? <laughs> Don't mention that quitters never give up. <laughs> sad bassoon? Sad bassoon. Sad bassoon. I got to find, find sad bassoon. Um, 
But yeah, only, only Kevin Stockdale. All right, moving on. Um, Shout out to like Kevin Stockdale for you know just being yes, always just immensely insane to be able to chop all that stuff up. You know, because as you know, me growing up with Kevin and Bean and listening to the show, it never even dawned on me to a record them. Um, and then when they started putting them on podcasts, I actually start saving them because who knew? I mean, I thought they'd be around forever, right? Right. Um, and and then yeah, then they had the foresight to just actually cut up the bits so that you know creative guys like you later on can come and, and do stuff like that. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Today we are welcoming to our show Jose, who runs the Kevin and Bean Rewind. Woohoo! Welcome. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> Hey, I got the kids to yay at me. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you run the Kevin and Bean Rewind. How did that get started? Um, okay. Whenever my my wife or kids ask me for a question, I usually go, do you guys want the short answer or the long answer? Long. It's, it's a podcast. Seriously? Answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Long well, and with tangents if you can. Oh, yeah. seriously? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I might be perfect for this show. Oddly enough, it didn't start with with Kevin and Bean as a podcast. Um, I, I love to listen to music, and um, my my range of music just is all over the place. Um, I like to collect things, I like to collect audio. I think I was inspired by a radio station up in the Bay Area called Soma FM. If you guys are familiar with it, um, they have very very niche channels. So they've got one for like indie pop. Um, they have one that they call a groove something that's just kind of like low tempo EDM. Um, they have a whole Christmas channel that runs 20, um, 365. Um, they even have like a channel that's based on like spy music, 70s sort of lounge type music. It's awesome. Soma FM, go check it out. And so it's always been kind of a dream of mine to run kind of a radio station like that. Um, they just, it's literally just a playlist. They don't really have on-air DJs that come on and talk. Um, they, I think to support their station, they do have uh, a few ads that kind of run. But otherwise, it's kind of a set it and forget it kind of thing. And I was like, um, I would love that. And so when Kevin and Bean um, went off the air, um, you know, I had already been aware of the of the of the um, um, of Kevin Stockdale's archive. I, I thought that it would be kind of cool to to just basically take all of that, which in in my mind, not that it was unusable. It's just that it takes some effort for you to go and listen to, um, even for me. And I'm kind of in the tech world. Um, I noticed that on certain systems, I'd have to click and then it would show me like a pop up and it looked like I would have to sort of do a little bit of extra work to download. And so I kind of would eventually kind of give up on it. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I always had this sort of Soma FM um, model in the background and figured it would would be really, really cool to just to click on one link and just start listening. Um, And then I also thought it'd be cool to sort of emulate old school terrestrial radio where you have zero control over what you can hear. And that's how Soma FM is, 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 is modeled as well. You hear what you get. You can't rewind and, and fast forward. They do have a track list, but again, as I was sort of setting all this up, I thought it would be cool to not have any kind of information about what we were listening to and just use the context of the show. And the show really is well, well suited for that because they talk about current events they talk about pop culture. There's Ralph's uh, showbiz beats all the way through. And so there's enough context to what you're listening to, to sort of figure out. And that was part of the game early on as I was listening. I was like, okay, what year are we listening to? Um, you know, who's he talking about? What happened to those people after, you know? Um, and so that's, that was kind of interesting. I just, and then the lazy part of me, the, the quitter part of me was just like, all right, I've got it to where I want it. I'm good. Peace out. Everyone enjoy. See ya. <laughs> so that's where and that's why I'm kind of floored that you guys actually reached out to me because honestly, if I was the only one listening to this, I'd have been completely happy. And in fact, um, whenever it goes down, I'm like, why does it go down? What's going on? And and I, 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 I seek to reinstate it, not really for you guys, but for me oftentimes. But I am happy that other people out there in the world are, are enjoying it. So that's that's really awesome. Thank you. I mean, I spend so much time listening to the podcast that every once in a while I'll click on and catch something and i know Lindsay Lindsay's do it a lot um but it's just an awesome resource to have other people like you putting things out there i oh, appreciate yeah. that so speaking of the game we are playing the game today where every once in a while we're going to check in with the rewind so i'm just going to unmute it i have it running in the background right now Wait, so this is a game i mean it's not really it's just like kind of a stupid thing you know like 
like checking in and seeing if those people are still singing for that. What was it like a car yes. or a bus or whatever? Hilarious. So That's I'm just cool. going to the, the yes. images of Ralph Kevening right now. So let's just let's just listen and see if we can identify anything about this. Hold on. Henry Rollins. Because Henry Rollins and I once had a three-way with a Japanese whore. <laughs> right? And this uh, is this is always the best part about it, is it's always just the most random of quotes mm-hmm. and the most random of things. So we know that that was Ralph doing um Neil Young. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Oh, no, I'm so That's sorry. Awesome. <laughs> uh, talking great. about a three-way with a Japanese whore. So, you know. Wow. Wow, that's cool. Uh, I, I thanks guys for using it that way. I think that's really awesome. I didn't realize that you guys had um, integrated into your show. That's really cool. So what do you do? You you send something to YouTube. This is on YouTube, right? The other source of inspiration for this were um, these very recent 24-7 music channels that are on YouTube. I don't know when YouTube decided to provide the service. It's called YouTube Live. And it, per- uh, it permits... Um, uh, what do you call it, like social media content creators to basically um, stream content 24-7. Again, it's all kind of just rooted in music. There's this um, channel called Lo-Fi Girl, I think it is, or it was called something like Sleepy Cow. I don't remember. I'm probably butchering that as well. They were, but I don't know if intentionally were taking that Soma model, but they were basically also streaming music. And this time, in this case, it was a very lo-fi, down-tempo, chill music. Um, they were uh, catering it to, I guess, like students and or maybe coders, people who really needed some sort of like um, background type uh, music, um, a little bit more contemporary to to work to. When I realized that that service was available, um, I started to investigate it. And that's why this whole idea kind of started even before the before Kevin Bean went off the air. I started investigating basically like Internet radios and the information I was finding at the time either made it way too expensive, you know, because I was looking at stuff like Shoutcast, Icecast, some stuff like that, or it like required my own personal server, or it required a ton of time for me to, to manage. Um, and then even with the YouTube live um, service, I couldn't really find anything that was easy. Again, quitter mentality, I just wanted to just upload, you know, click a button and just say later, just go and enjoy. Um, and so um, I think when they went off the air immediately, I think pandemic, we all had a ton of time on our hands. I decided to revisit Kevin Stockdale's archive, and I decided at least to back it up on my own. I'm a, I'm a web developer by trade, um, and so uh, just the site itself was technically interesting to me. And so, I, I like I said, I think in the early days of the pandemic, I, I started to back up the site. Um, but then it started to gobble up like tons of, of hard drive space on my computer. And so I killed it. And then I just kind of sat on it for a couple, like like probably a good year and a half. And it wasn't really until this summer. And I don't know what the motivation was for me to look at it again, but I did. And then um, I stumbled on a handful of YouTube videos that 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 um, made the process of setting up this live streaming server a lot easier. So what I'm doing is um, I have a, a, a web hosting service. And I believe the, the actual server, not the, 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 the server, I think is actually located in Germany. I don't know if that really matters. Um, but eventually I, I finished up um, archiving Stockdale's site and then um, proceeded to upload all of those files to that server. So essentially I have a copy of all of the show files on that server. And then that server runs software that then streams it to YouTube Live. So the other thing, there were a lot of things that I wasn't sure about. I wasn't sure about, you know, copyright and licensing issues and whatever. And, you know, again, I just decided to just see what would happen. Um, and so far, I don't think that the Kevin and Bean um, shows have triggered any of those copyright um, notices from YouTube. Maybe now that I've said that, we will start, but, you know, hopefully not. Yeah, now you've done it. Yeah, now I've done it. I've screwed everything up. I had a side project where I took some other, again, niche music and I started another radio channel as well. And that one gets dinged all the time and actually gets taken down quite a bit more frequently than, than Kevin and Bean. But um, outside of just server issues, which have brought it down, um, access issues um, in terms of copyright, uh, the uh, the radio rewind has actually been pretty solid. So, so no, I'm not like actively uploading every day. I did it um, back in June or July and and uh, right now it's just a bit of server maintenance just to make sure that everything's running still. So is it kind of in a random order of, of what dates and shows? 
Yeah, it's absolutely in random order. And I forget how many shows do they have. Um, and I tried different things. I, I tried actually randomizing the uh, the individual bits that um, Stockdale had broken up. And that just produced a really jarring experience because it would go from like an Omar jingle into like an opening. And then um, the, the randomization wasn't all that that great. And so at some point I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do all shows and see how that sounds. And it actually sounded pretty nice. I kind of liked it. But yeah, um, as far as I know, because there's no way for me to really tell, because I, I, I'm <clears throat> basically virtually logging into this server, and the connection can be kind of a little laggy. Um, but so, and so, what I would use, what I used to do before I, I, I unleashed it <laughs> to the uh, to the Facebook group, I, I was like listening to it for like a good two, no, actually for a good month or so before, um, just to see how random it was, to make sure that I was jumping, you know, across eras. Um, to see that there weren't any repeats and you know to be honest i don't think that i've ever you know you know we're, we're only in august but so far i don't think i've heard a repeat show i don't think but you know i, I can't say for sure but then again i'm not listening to it you know 24 7 365 so you're not um, yeah yeah <laughs> right almost <laughs> yeah so yeah it is absolutely random so this is like a spotify playlist on steroids that you've shared with the world of just Kevin and Bean. I mean, I'm taking all the information you're giving me, and it's a lot of computer stuff, so a lot of stuff is going over my head. But that's basically it, right? Yeah, that's that's literally all it is. It's just a playlist that's randomized, um, nice. and we're simply using YouTube as as the channel. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Wow. Do you know how many shows there are? I bet um, you. I bet you know. <laughs> I, I forgot. I, I can find out because I could just go to my. Oh, I was just curious. I thought you would know it off the top of your head. So in my head, I want to say 3000, but I don't I feel that that's too much. No, that seems about right. Right. Because it's it's 10 plus years on the archive. Right. I mean, so yeah. we had access to everything. God, it would be probably close to six. Well, it's years. what? 2006. I think it's like November 2006 on. Mm-hmm. So what's that? 2006 to when they went off in 2019. That's 13 years, right? About 13, 14 years and maybe what average 200 per year. So I, I would say 3,000 is, is probably a decent guess. Have you downloaded as part of that Kevin in the Morning? Um, I mean, not Kevin in the Morning, um, Kevin and Sluggo shows too? No, and I did that by choice, mainly because they're on the air. Um, again, the whole reason for this was because I really missed the show and I missed hearing those familiar voices. Um, and I remember when I heard that uh, Kevin joined Sluggo in the afternoons, I was over the moon elated. And I remember listening to the first shows, and it's just not the same. Um, they're still amazing broadcasters. And, you know, obviously, whenever you have a new show or when you have a membership, you know, sort of shake up, it takes a while for the listeners to sort of acclimate to the sound of things. I think what I loved so much about Kevin and Bean was, that morning block was for them. Yeah, there was red hot chili peppers nonstop during the breaks, but um, the majority of that three to four hour block was was them and their shenanigans. And the Kevin and Slogo, you know, again, being in the afternoon is a completely different feel as well. But it's very, very heavy on the music. And so driving in the car, I just didn't really want to sit through 35 minutes of KLOS only to hear three minutes of Kevin and Slogo. This was really supposed to be the Kevin and Bean Radio Rewind. In fact, I was kind of going through the archive yesterday, and and I'm honestly not sure if I have the Kevin, just the Kevin only, you know, Jensen and Ali part of it. I think I do, but honestly, I I haven't, I I don't remember Radio Rewind actually playing any of those episodes. So I, I need to double check after this. I'm going to check, so, but because I do want those on um, included in the archive. So yeah, you'll get comments once the Ali and Jensen part are on there, oh, so yeah. you'll know. <laughs> uh... that, why do you think that is? Well, we did a show a couple, couple. Well, what is it, a month Last ago? Last week. Uh, where we played a clip of Jensen talking, and we got we actually got people commenting, which was really odd for us because nobody really comments on our show. We really? Like three <laughs> listeners, and and uh, nobody really says much. And then once Jensen was on, it started a little chain in the Kevin and Bean Social Club. <laughs> and I mean, was on is like three sentence or three words that he said, yeah. not a segment of, like that he did, not anything like that. It wasn't his and, recap rap or anything like that. No. no just was like, tell us about it, Bean. And that was, yeah. That's all we needed. Wow. Yeah. I mean, um, I personally don't, I, I, I personally enjoyed Jensen. I mean, um, 
I, I liked kind of his, his rap recaps. I thought they were kind of fine. So, you know, when I sort of see kind of the backlash, um, I'm not, I'm not, not that I'm not surprised, but um, I, 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 not that I scratch my head at it. It's just, I, I guess I'm not in that camp. I, I, I do enjoy him. You know, um, uh, I, I know that there was, you know, a bit of, again, listeners have to acclimate to to new membership. And like, I think when, when Ali became more full-time, I think it was sort of the same thing. And I think I was one of those, I was like, oh, this doesn't sound, sound right. But after a while it, um, you know, I, I, I grew it, you know, to, to enjoy it. So um, it's just kind of weird that way. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Listeners had to acclimate to Jensen. That is the most succinct <laughs> thing that, that we've heard about in. We are going to get so many comments just on what you said now. Let's oh. let's calm down in the so many comments. Like the number of comments that that I remember getting are like one person called in and exactly. <laughs> it's not a very big sample size. We don't have a very big sample size of, of anything, um, no. except for hosts. I think we have the most hosts of all the podcasts that we listen to. Oh, nice! <laughs> but yeah, awesome. uh, at um, least we're number one at something. <laughs> I yeah between the the most comments we get are about our audio quality and then the second most are are Jensen hate hate in quotes wow. in quotes yeah I would I mean but again it's a small sample size like it's it's kind of whatever like I I, I wonder if one day we do do like an eat it or beat it or something like that you know like I, I think we can't ignore the fact that he was on he existed yeah. and he was part of the show, even if he was a a polarizing figure. So was Ali. So was Ralph when he first came on. We made these points multiple times, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We had um, Geometric Bananas, who does the Kevin and Bean Chuckleheads. Have you heard that pay- uh, Twitter and Instagram? No, I guess I'm going to have to add that to my list. No, I don't. You are. He, she posts clips on Instagram and Twitter, and she just it's just her cherry picking of the day. And so um, we were talking about that with her, and we brought up how even when Kevin and Bean started, they weren't really welcome. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, the audience has to acclimate to the new personality, which yep. I think is the most succinct way anybody's put that in the past month that we've been talking about this. So thank you. Yeah. Um, I would like to know where you're sourcing the photography from. And by the way, you have at least I know I'm in web and Jen, I believe is tangentially in the web field. So you have a kindred spirit with, with us too. Awesome. Um, again, in the spirit of just getting the damn thing up quickly, um, I knew that I, I couldn't just have like a blank screen. And so I think I rated the archive for just a handful of shots. Um, and then, so w- the weird thing is I was always aware of the Kevin and Bean Reddit group. I guess there's a Reddit group out there. And um I guess I, I joined that maybe probably close to 10 years ago or so. Um, I had only found about the um, the social club, like literally in May. Um, and maybe that was what sort of kicked my in the ass to like, okay, hey, maybe I should get this damn radio station up and running was to to share it with that group. But because uh, it seemed to be a lot more active. Because I, I remember when I joined the, the, the Kevin and Bean, um, uh, the Reddit group, there wasn't a ton of activity you know, I would pop in and I would, you know, sort of sort for like the newest post and the newest post would be like two months prior. Um, but what I noticed about the social club was that there was, you know, a huge amount of activity and membership. And I thought that was really cool that, um, you know, there's still a group of people out there, kindred spirits, like you said, um, that were still sort of holding the torch for Kevin and Bean. Um, and it made me wonder, like, does Rick Dees have a social club? Um, <laughs> it does... Mark and Brian, I honestly, I've never searched, but I doubt it. And that, that really is kind of a testament to what, what they've, what they've done for LA radio. And again, how just tremendously shitty it was for them to go off air for whatever reason that was. um, It was, it was a gut punch. I mean, I remember it was March the 13th, right? Um, I think it was the day that we all went lockdown or something like that. Um, You know, there were a lot of things happening in, 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 in my personal life as well. Like my, you know, my, my kids were, you know, out of school as well. And to have that, you know, taken away, it was just like, fuck, you know, why, why would you do that? You know, it was what what it was. So, but it's, it's really cool that, um, you know, to see that there's still a community out there um, that still share our sense of humor, mostly. (laughs) And uh, that's still sort of share, you know, things that they would have shared. Um, That's what one of the cool things I like about the social club is that, 
you know, people will put up uh, an internet roundup worthy type, uh, what do you call it, video or something like that, or share like a, a Florida man story, you know, with a floor, what's up in Florida. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, the, the group is where we met. Mm. We yeah. all met and started from that group. So, so Quitters um, had its, had its genesis from the social club. Yes. That's awesome. That's really Yeah. So you four did not know each other in, in, uh, in, in a personal space um, at all before all this. In the real world? No. <laughs> That's cool. Now, I should probably ask, where are each of you from? Like city, city states? You guys all in California? All in SoCal? Or? I'm from Redondo Beach, California. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, cool. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, Sounds uh, like a game show. Hi, I'm yeah. Edwin. I'm in La Mirada, <laughs> California. <laughs> Um, That's hi, I'm Christopher, and I was from Boyle Heights, and now I live in Fontana. Nice. So, still Southern California, but the IE, Valley of the Mud People. And I'm Jose Ignacio. I was, uh, I, was uh, I, I grew up in the Bay Area, um, and I now live in Corona, California. I've been here for Nice. And Jen, you didn't do your thing. Um, so I'm Jen. I actually grew up in the Bay Area as well. I lived in Los Angeles for 20 years, and now I live just northwest of Yosemite National Park in the mountains. Oh, wow. Nice. Beautiful. In Go spring, ahead. she'll set up outside, and you'll get to see the, the really beautiful <laughs> background with the bear walking across the back. And yeah, right? So, yes. Jen, do you know who Alex Bennett is? Hmm, no. Okay. So I think my love for morning radio started in, in the Bay Area. There, uh, there's a radio station up there. I think it's the sister station for K-Rock called KITS 105.3. And um, in the morning, they had a gentleman by the name of Alex Bennett running that show. Um, and that Live uh, 105? It was Live 105, yeah. Okay. Yep. And I think that guy is still broadcasting in some form or fashion, which blows my mind. Wasn't um, um, Brad... Uh... The comedian, wasn't he on that show, the morning show for a little while? Brad Williams, yes. Yes. Brad, oh, that's Brad right. Williams. Yeah, I don't remember how, how long or <clears throat> short he was on that show. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. And then when I heard that, I was like, hey, cool. That's my, you know, that was, again, that was my first. first... Jennifer. Sorry, God. I know. Always <laughs> me. Sorry. But... See, this is an example of our legendary professionalism. Yes. People step away. We stop recording. We start recording. <laughs> okay. What about the Armenian comedian? Love or hate? Ambivalent. I don't. I mean, um, you know, when his bits come on, uh, you know, I guess I will suffer through them. I think some of them are kind of fun. <laughs> so I think I probably skew to to, to to love more than hate. Gosh, I'm, I and I'm trying to think of like if there is a uh, a guest or or a regular that I would would consider that I hate it. And I, I honestly can. I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I mean, you're you're nice, I guess. you might have to throw out some other names and I'll be like, oh yeah, that guy or that girl. Oh, I can't stand it. Well, Sam's the one. People either love or hate him. What about listener Edwin? He would send in a bunch of emails all the time. I love listener <laughs> Edwin. Oh, listener Edwin was amazing. Actually, I didn't, so uh, I, I, um, I think I was listening to your show and you were talking about, oh, oh, okay. So Lindsay asked what my, one of my favorite bits were. And um, I had thought about it earlier after I responded, but I really used to like the uh, the woke up in my Bugatti and the uh, the the uh, um, um, the Mozart uh, Amadeus, Rock Me Amadeus, and of course the Jennifer uh, the J Lo bits. And of course I, I was thinking that, like those are very Ralph centric, obviously, and so that's why I didn't offer them up. But I didn't know that you did that. <laughs> that Jayla woke up in my Bugatti one. That one's that was hysterical. Oh, I we got tons it. of Bugattis. Yeah. Don't worry, we did that the JLo X Bugatti one twice on our show. So even if you listened from the beginning, you would have heard it. And if you listened to the recent episode, I don't know. Yeah, Ralph was real nice to me, and he played a ton of my Bugatti or read a ton of my Bugatti emails. I don't know why. That's I never awesome. got a, a rock me on the dais. I wanted so bad. I tried every day and I couldn't. I gotta say, I got uh, I I uh, I'm immensely impressed by all of your levels of fandom because I, I never really quite you know uh had the motivation to call in or i know that Lindsay had asked me that or just even to contribute or anything like that i just sort of lurked behind and and um just sort of enjoyed and admired them from afar and um yeah and I, I think the, the radio rewind kind of suits me again it's just kind of like uh you know here you go and, and enjoy and i'll just kind of, just kind of sit back and, and enjoy it myself along the way but that's awesome that's cool 
So the reason that I asked you about the photos is because there was a moment maybe last week or the week before that I had the rewind up. We were talking about something completely different and I looked over at a certain moment. Now I'm going to play a clip and you're going to hear me kind of be a little bit like, but none of this is in bad spirit, but I'm just going to play this for us to listen to. Yeah. What? Nothing. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, I looked over and, you know, they have a slideshow that's playing and the, the, the picture was, uh, of Kevin flipping us off. Yeah. From our podcast. (laughs) And I was like, wait, you're using our stuff too? Like I'm thrilled, but like, oh, I I was, I was just taken aback. (laughs) So I don't even, I didn't even know where that photo was from. Um, I think I got that from the social club page. And so, like I was saying earlier, I just wanted to get the thing up and running, and I knew I needed to to throw up some photos. Um, Kevin ha- only uh, Stockdale's uh, archive only really had a handful on there, and so I just started to raid the um, uh, what do you call it the, uh, the the Facebook group, and I thought that one was hilarious. Um, as I was sort of, and so what I would do is I would just kind of go through the photo scene. I was just downloading, 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 and I had to do some reformatting so they would fit the the aspect ratio of the live channel. And then there were instances where I was looking at a photo and I was like, fuck, I don't really know who that is. And I don't know if that's a listener and, you know, no offense to listeners, but, you know, I really wanted it to be, you know, either Kevin Bean or the the main crew and or celebrities. And so I just started to, I was like, if I wasn't sure, I just deleted it. And that one, I was like, you know, that is just quintessential Kevin to me. Um, and so that's why I added, I had no idea that it was, <laughs> um, what, what's the context or why was he flipping you guys off? Hopefully it was in jest. We have it as our Twitter. I would, oh. I would imagine that that's how you got it was that we shared it our, from our Twitter page and it's part of like the Twitter cards or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So again, I, I, apologies. I didn't, I don't know if I. No, not at all. Hey, our whole show is stealing stuff. How could we complain? I mean, yeah, we're always like, you know, we're not, we're borrowing jokes from people. We're borrowing intros, even like the, the, you know, the, the, the thing that I put together is like somebody else's, you know, music, somebody else's everything. Like the jokes that we make are pretty much, I can only get laughs because nobody else knows that I'm part of the Kevin and me creative universe. And so if, if I make jokes like, oh, why so soon or anything like that, nobody knows that like. I'm a, I'm a borrowed comedian, like gotcha. everybody else. So we, I love it. I was just like, <gasps> what? That's <laughs> like, almost like, oh, that's, that's really jarring, but it's so cool. I'm so glad that like, we're living in this, like, <laughs> we're just all feeding off of each other. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering as I was pulling some of those photos down, you know, if, and when I'd get called on some of it, like one of the things I thought would have been um because I okay, so I was downloading a bunch of photos and I realized that I was downloading a lot of photos from this guy named Jay Tillis or Jay, Jay Tiles and I was like and I was like um well hopefully he's okay with it I didn't realize that that was lightning because I only know him as lightning I didn't really know his, his real name and so I think it wasn't until like I saw a comment or a caption on one of the phones I was like oh oh shit this is an actual you know Kevin and Bean um um what do you call it uh uh uh, royalty you know, show, show yeah royalty show member and i was like oh fuck maybe i should not do this <laughs> um and, and then I, and then i also thought that maybe what people would um get because i mean i think i only downloaded like 20 or 30 and um I, and i know that there's been there's a ton more and i again i was just like you know what i quit i think i'm done this is enough for what i need to do right now and jay's super cool and if you reached out to him he will give you whatever photos he can find he's a super That's cool awesome. dude so what i'm i'm amazed by is um why aren't there recordings of shows before 2006 or five or doesn't anyone have tapes somewhere? And I know, I know the, the group has sort of asked around and, and no one has really been forthcoming or they just, or it just doesn't exist. And so I don't really, you know, reach out either, but um, do you guys have any idea why, why there aren't more shows available to like go back further? Well, as we've described it, this is like a Abrahamic religion with, uh, Kevin Stockdale being Abraham. And so everybody sprouts from the tree of Kevin Stockdale. Because <laughs> Sorry, when have we ever described it like that? I, I find this metaphor to be fascinating and accurate. But I like that. I, I like how I gave you guys uh, acclimating to listeners, to, to, to whatever, and you, you guys have given me that Kevin Stockdale is the equivalent of Abraham. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so 
essentially the only reason we all exist is because Kevin Stockdale started recording it and started just pulling full shows. We had him on and he told us he started just recording his favorite bits. Mm. So like Edwin, Edwin has like four hours of the Armenian comedian and four hours of Doto that he can listen to that he recorded himself. <laughs> but Stockdale, you know, he just would pull his own bits. And it was something that never occurred to me as a listener. I'd been listening yeah. since 1990 and I never thought, you know what, I'm just going to record the bits. And, and it just never dawned on me that I'll never hear those bits again. You know, <laughs> like it, yeah. they'll just be gone. Yeah. Um, so he started recording a bit here, a bit there for his own personal listening. And then he just got enough server space to just continually record the show. Hmm. And that's when 2006 happened. He was able to do that. And so on the archive, you'll find a couple of 1990s stuff, a couple of other things. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's why he's the only one that has it. Maybe there's another source out there, but I don't know. Um, this is so, like months back, but there was somebody on the social club that said they had a bunch on cassette tape, but they didn't know how that they didn't know how to convert it to digital. And I, I have a little cassette tape converter that you can just plug into your computer. I'm like, I will send it to you to get this stuff digitized and never heard from them. So I saw that. And I think I'll, I'll try to find that Facebook post again and maybe, maybe uh, nudge them a little bit. Um, yeah. And uh, get that. That's awesome. I, I, I know that obviously they've been inducted to the hall of fame. Um, and I'm, I'm up in downtown LA quite a bit. And so I don't know if you guys knew, know, but the hall of fame moved to the Beverly Hills, um, library. Um, and so I called them about a month and a half ago and I said, Hey, um, you know, our, um, do you, you know, have the, uh, have the archives actually been moved there yet? And the, the, the person I spoke to said that they had not. And because it, got, it all got shut down during pandemic or something like that. And um, they had no ETA on when they would reopen the archives back. But um, I'll hope hoping to check back again soon and and see because I think you can actually go to the to the um, to the archive website and you can see a listing of what they have. And I think they have stuff from the '90s, like like full show. Like, I, I might be mistaken, but I, I think it had at least um, audio recordings from before um, um, 2006. I think so. I'll keep looking at that. And hopefully gain access. Now I don't know if I can, you know, ask for them to, you know, to to take them out of there or record them somehow or whatever. But I guess uh, we'll, we'll see. But that would that would be awesome if we could get to, you know, listen to them at least. Well, if you yeah. need a movement, post it on the social club, and everyone will start signing a petition or whatever to get it done. <laughs> Absolutely, where there's yeah. a will, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. Or Edwin and that? I go down there like rerun from what's happening with a tape recorder. And- <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, that is a great reference. Nice reference. I like that. Okay. Which doobie, you be. Yeah, doobie, exactly. Oh, I still remember that show. Why do I remember that show? Oh, really quick before I forget, is that the former Museum of Television and Radio that you're talking about? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, I guess they used to have a brick and mortar, and um, on their website, it, it indicates that they've moved to the Beverly Hills uh, Library. But when I called the library, they said they had they had moved physically moved it, I guess, but they they weren't making it available to the public yet. And, yeah. Okay, we we do need to move on to the show. So, uh, Christopher, do you should we go to which one? What what are we doing next? Let's go to messages. Quitters never give up. It's Steve again, and two calls in one day. What? <laughs> anyway, I am an idiot and record these old shows that I used to watch with my wife called California's Gold with Jewel Hauser. And on this television thing, I'm able to record these old episodes of it. And the one that I just found and recorded was on the Talleyrand. He did a whole episode on the Talleyrand. Now, I remember from back in the Kevin and Bean days that that's where they used to go in their offices in Burbank to have their production meetings and stuff like that. They would go to the Talleyrand all the time. So a deep dive, if we have anything on that, would be so fun to get into. Anyway, keep up the funny. Bye. Okay, so for this, I did go into the B team, and I could not find them talking specifically about the Talleyrand um, for more than like two seconds. I do believe, I do believe we landed on the moon. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, I think that uh, Jay brought it up when he was on, right? He brought up I because I remember Jay talking about the production meetings at the Talleyrand. 
I remember hearing that. Where was that, though? Essentially, before the internet, they would have all their show meetings at the Talleyrand, which is like a, as they describe it, a Denny's for old people. <laughs> so it's everybody there is like, it was like really old and is probably long since passed. Um, but they would meet there every uh, every day after the show to discuss and plan for the next show. They would write everything down on a napkin and figure out what they were doing. This was like when, in the Jimmy days. And I believe the Talleyrand is where Dave got the nickname Half Salad. <laughs> Dave, the King of Mexico. Yes. Starting to sound more familiar. That must have been from Jay, yeah, from Lightning. Yeah, it was either Jay or it was either Dave when he, Dave was on. But, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I went into the Jose. You got to know something about this, right? I don't. This is all on you. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought the call was going to go into a Hugh Hauser uh, uh, tangent, and I, I love Hugh Hauser. He's one of my favorites. Um, but uh, obviously, didn't go there. Anyway, I've never even heard of the Talleyrand. I'm looking up. The place still exists. It's still there. Still open. Yeah. When, Amazing. When Lindsay came into town, I thought we brought up going to the Talleyrand or something like that, but it was too far from us. So I think we'll have a quitters meetup at the Talleyrand. Oh, there you go. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> but that. That's all we know about the Talleyrand. Okay. Speaking of old people, I'm with you, Jose, on Huel Hauser. You've heard Dana Gold do his impression, right? It's hilarious. I don't think that I have. I'm going to have to look that up. Thanks for oh. that. Oh, he um, always does Dana Gold stuff. It's great. So if you guys love tangents, um, there's a new movie called Don't Worry, Darling coming out. Very, very Oh, soon. my God. <laughs> there's, a, there's a shot of a really weird-looking house um, in it, and the house figures a little bit prominently. It's a dome-shaped house. That was owned by Huel Hauser. It's built on top of a volcano in Newberry Springs. It all comes around. It all comes around. Yeah, at some point <laughs> when I go to Vegas again, we'll we'll try to do a side trip that way. But, yeah, yeah. That's, That's funny that that story coming from that movie. I was gonna say when we we're talking about tangents, we could go on a very long tangent about "Don't worry, darling." Oh yeah, Save well, it for the roundup. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, I'm already bored of that story. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened on it. There were people yeah. fired and people refusing to promote, and there are still. They said some. They said Harry Styles spit on someone. Then Harry Styles yeah. was joking about it, and the the director broke up with Ted Lasso. I mean, there's there. This story has oh, yeah. everything. It does everything. I um I'm not sure if I'm allowed. I don't. Know, who cares? Um, my wife and I actually got a chance to see a pre screening of that way earlier in the year. Um, so we've actually seen the movie already and and enjoyed it quite a bit. We're wondering how much different that version that we saw will be from the theatrical release. So we're we're going to definitely go watch that again. Check you out. Break I would love to hear that. Oh, yeah, that was that was a complete fluke. Um, obviously, I always know about one iota, um, the the website where you get to you know go to Kimmel and whatever. And um, um, yeah, I think on a lark, I just happened to log into the site and just threw in a you know request to get tickets, and it happened that we did, and um, that our own personal schedules worked out that we could actually go. We're not very close to LA, but um, but yeah, so. It, it was it was kind of it was a fun night it was it was and it was i thought it was a great movie so um nice yeah was a little um, bit surprised to hear all of the you know all of the, the backstory and i was wondering if that's for publicity but it it runs pretty deep there's yeah, there's a yeah, lot of yeah there's a lot of shit there, going on i there's mean a, yeah what was it for florence pew florence pew said Correct. that uh she had to direct the movie because um because olivia wilde and harry styles were fucking too much um that's it's apparently in variety that's the quote and uh, that's ah. from dave the king of mexico so that's about as reliable as you can get well um, and it got, it got, yeah. and that's then, as um, reliable as we get yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, and then uh, there was the the whole thing where they fired shia labeouf because of uh the allegations that came out against him that he's kind of fully accepted and apologized for but he understands that you know so she said that she fired him and then Shia LaBeouf came out and said, no, I quit because I knew what was going on. And uh, I, huh. this is my career. And he actually posted videos of uh, Olivia Wilde trying to keep him on, which I don't know how, you know, because, you know, you have a video of someone of a conversation that happened two weeks and two weeks before. And then you play that again. Two weeks later, someone could have been fired. I don't know. It's all weird. And then Harry Styles apparently spit on Chris Pine. But that was so that was said to be false. And then Harry Styles wore these really big, this really big collar at a premiere, which was just super distracting to me. I don't <laughs> understand. And so nobody can tell you what the movie's about. They can only tell you all the stuff that's around it. And I really just want to see the movie 
about making this movie. Yeah, yeah. that's what we need. <laughs> I right. I will say though, uh, if this is actually like a concerted publicity stunt, like bravo to whoever it is that came up with that because yeah. no, yeah. I would never have known this movie even existed without all this shit going on. That's true, yeah. True, but I mean, it makes Olivia Wilde look bad. There's yeah. no publicity that's bad publicity. I mean, oh, no, there, there that's is. what they say. Uh, moving over to janky town uh they discuss don't worry darling and their explanation of everything going on is epic uh go back and listen to the janky town podcast for this week and hear that breakdown this is essentially the wrap-up to that so that's the drama of don't worry darling the movie and i'm all for it dude i'm probably gonna be a (laughs) shitty movie i don't care florence p's in it i'm gonna go watch it and then I want to see what the fuck this, what the whole hubbub's about. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's it. Shit, only I care about. I, well, think... I, I, I um, you almost got me caring a little bit until the end. Yeah, but I'll take that. I'll take that. I just think it's fascinating the way they fucking. Oh my god! And Jesus. I love I love Booksmart too. So sex I was ex- always just gets shit involved, and uh, it just gets shit complicated. You know? Yeah. Just, you know yeah. Well, don't worry, darling. Coming out later in September. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one on the shit. No, it's, it's like the Stepford Wives or something like that. It's it's one of those weird like communities and uh, like all everyone starts acting weird and like, something sinister is going on and and then she she'll figure it out and I don't know. There might be aliens. I I have no idea. There might be robots. I don't I don't know. I didn't pay attention to the trailer. Right. Dave, <laughs> bring in the info. <laughs> that explanation by Dave reminded me of this. It's weird to see people jump from I'm not positive <laughs> what the answer is to uh, it must be, you know, infallible word of God or, you know, uh, in the terrorist, you know, situations or UFOs. You go, uh, it's unidentified, so it must be alien. You go, no, it's just maybe a, a question that we'll never know the answer to. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything about don't worry, darling. Was his uh, Jose was his uh, explanation correct? It didn't involve aliens. I'm going to plead the fifth. It's it's one of those movies where you just kind of have to see it. Um, yeah, yeah, and and it's it's. I don't I don't want to give away too much because it's one of those movies where, um, it'll it'll have a twist, I guess. And I feel like that's giving away too much. So you're talking to a bunch of people that have been talking about Top Gun Maverick for like four <laughs> months and have not seen it, so you can go ahead and ruin it. No, don't spoil it. Now I want to see it. (laughs) Okay, so uh, without spoiling it, I mean, it it is one of those films. Dave's explanation, however, is just completely off the rails because he's like, it's not like a, it's, it's, not a comedy or anything. It's it's it's, it's more like the Sefer Rights, which is a comedy. So like he's already lost track of where he's going with it. But it's it's very Shyamalan esque type stuff. Um, good Shyamalan, bad. right? Good Shyamalan. Not yeah. We're not we're not talking the later years where it's like okay, you know, you're just phoning it at this point. Oh, I do want to give Dave credit for bringing back Hubbub. <laughs> you don't hear Hubbub a lot these days. You need more Hubbub. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't even seen the trailer. I've just seen all the news. And again, Janky Town explains it was the best of all of the podcast because <laughs> it was it was just like that. All right, let's go over to Frank Murphy. He is the most interesting man in the world. He is Frank Murphy. Frank Murphy. On Frank and Friends, he had on. Uh, two guys that were doing the live Soul Train review in Tennessee, Nate Evans and Silk Cozart. And they talked about doing the Soul Train dance. You know what's going to be fun? What? You know, the Soul Train dance line. Oh. Everybody imagines themselves going down that line. Whether you can dance or not is not the issue. It doesn't matter if you can dance or not. Because what matters is if you feel like dancing or not. I am not a good dancer. I mean, uh, and I'm self-conscious about that. I really don't have any musical ability or talent. Um, I was in the very, very first Dancing with the Knoxville Stars because I helped yes, organize it. I, I, I helped that. start it up, right? And we didn't have enough stars, so I was in it. <laughs> and uh, my mother, God rest her soul, I told her this news. She says, oh, no, Frank. <laughs> she says to me, move your hands, arms and hands a lot so they don't notice your feet. 
<laughs> and then I start taking dance lessons, and I was so bad, and she just is shaking her head. It's so bad. At one point, she took me and sat me on the woofer and said, all right, I want you to tap out the beat, and I couldn't do it. She said I was beat deaf. No, nobody is beat deaf. This blew my mind. How could a DJ be beat deaf? I am. Um, I cannot hold a beat, and I know it's from drumming. Also, um, I know how to swing dance, and you can lose the beat and immediately throw your partner across the floor. So it is possible. Um, it, it is a thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember reading uh, the biography of, uh, what was it, Che? Che, che Guevara? And he's tone deaf. And he tells a story of when he's in high school or college um, that he told his friends to tap him whenever it was a tango because that was the only dance he could do. So they were at like a high school dance and let me know when it's a tango. And so they played a joke on him and they told him it was a tango and it wasn't. So he's out there doing the tango and <laughs> something completely different. But a DJ has to like lead in songs and mix songs together and they rely on the beat to... As a kind of a right. kind of reference, I think there's different kind of DJs. Well, also, so you you have the thing is most songs, especially in certain genres, like within pop and you know rock and things, you're working within a certain level of beats per minute, so you kind of know what to work with. And there are even notes out there that give you like you know this uh, this works in seventy going into eighty BPM, things like that. So there are people that have like made basically cliff notes that you can do this because like i said i am one of them and i know what sounds good but when i'm putting it together i am horrible at that so there there are some cheat sheets for that there's also some software too that a lot yeah. of um, club djs use now like serato um, and you can actually see the waveforms and you can actually mix visually by matching up the waveforms i can't do that i have to actually hear it and, and see it but um they could be relying on visual aids like that too yeah, and that's that's the other thing. Ever since like programs like that, like uh, Serato is one of the main ones. Like that's now the way things are done compared to back in the day when we used to go ahead and cut tape and splice it all together and pray to God it worked at the end. But Frank is old school. Frank is an old school DJ. I mean, he did DJ weddings on cassette, but he, you know, he was <laughs> back in the day. I don't know. It blew my mind. That's all I gotta say. That and his imitation of the Soul Train announcer. That was two of the best things from this week. All right. Well, let's thank Jose for being here. Who's got the Kevin and Bean Rewind on YouTube. You guys can go ahead and check it out and just listen in the background or enjoy a nice long drive. All right. Thank uh, you for coming uh, on, Jose. It was a blast. Thank All you, right. I am a musician. Uh, I don't sample. <laughs> I go on stage and my microphone is on. Mm-hmm. I take a whiskey drink. I take a chocolate drink. And when I have to pee, I use the kitchen sink. I sing the song that reminds me I'm a urinating guy.